Hi, Family Church, Gospel and Bridgery, and anyone else that is um, watching tonight, we welcome you. Um, just going to give it a minute for people to join in, uh, ready for tonight's word. Um, we had a great time in Gospel um, on Zoom this morning. We had a fantastic time. We had a really good time of sharing and praying together. And I just want to encourage any of you from Gospel, um, just, you know, if, if you're not connected in the mornings before the online service, um, I really encourage you to join the Zoom group because we do have a lot of connection with each other. Um, we spend time talking together. We're praying for each other. And it's just a really precious time and it really helps us to stay connected as a body of Christ. So I really want to encourage you get you know connected with our zoom as well because it is part of the, our congregation that is a really precious precious thing to do so okay I, th I think we'll we'll start now so over the last few weeks with um, the pastors Jeff has been speaking I know they have in all congregations been talking about building the house building the kingdom of God and um, and I'm tonight going to be talking about protecting what's been built um, and as I was going over this, I was I was going, you know, I was going from one scripture, I was going from the next, I went through one line of thought and then went through the next and nothing settled until this came. And then it was like, I just felt the Lord lead me on, on things. So I hope that you're blessed with it. It's been a blessing to me, actually, as I've gone over it through the week um, in, in preparing and in just making sure it's in my heart. Um, it's been a real blessing because certain things of it I've, I've just it's come back to my memory and situations that I've been dealing with and it's it's come back to my thoughts and it's it's been a blessing so I hope and pray it is for you too so we're going to start on um our first scripture so remember it's protecting what God has built and what he is building through his church and I want us to look at Psalm 127 verse 1 so it's a very familiar scripture for a lot of people but this is verse one of what it says. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. You know, it's interesting. The Lord is saying, unless I build the church or I build the house, whoever is building, if they're not building it the way I want them to it's going to be what they it says in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 12 it's going to be like wood hay and stubble it's it's just going to be blown away it's it's not got foundation it's got nothing in that is to do with the way God wants things built and he's saying you labor in vain when you build things and when you don't do it according to my word and uh, you know the church is Christ's body here on earth it's not a building of brick and mortar it is a it's a, a a body of people you know we as a church gospel for instance gospel family church that our congregation you know we meet in Brum Park school we did do um but actually that's a school our church the people who the congregation we're in they're people so the body of Christ is made up of people. You know, for the church to be protected, we as individuals need to take seriously the part we have been given in his body. We need always to be looking to Jesus who showed us how we should live as children 
of God. You know, this, this word, this, this book, the word of God, is our manual for life. We, we know that everything in this book shows us how to live well for the Lord. It shows us how to be successful in our lives. It shows us how to walk in God's protection. And it's, it's, our, it's, our, it's our guide. Everything about it is our guide. And we should treasure this book. You know, in Psalm 91, anyone who knows me well enough knows Psalm 91 has been so precious to me, to my family um, for a long time. And, um, and I love Psalm 91 from the Amplified because it really expands it and gives it even more sort of um, understanding. But when we read Psalm 91 verse one, it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. And you know that word dwells in the secret place means to live. You know, I dwell in my house. Well, this is our office in the garden, but I dwell in my house. That's where I live. That's where I spend most of my time at the moment. But it talks about he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. That secret place is in here. This is a secret place. This is that place where when we're looking through the word of God and we're reading it and we're spending time focusing on it and we're getting it into our heart. The Bible says, we'll, you know, so he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then it goes on to say how we'll be protected and how he will watch over us because we're dwelling in his word. You know, there is safety in abiding in the presence of God. Protection as individuals, but to protection as a body of Christ. Because if you look at it, that if we're protected as individuals and we're walking according to God's word, then actually as we are together, all walking that way, we're all going to be protected. And it's important that we do protect, that we see God's protection over what he is building through us. Because we want there to be masses of fruit coming from our lives because of him that brings glory to his name and at the end causes many people to find Jesus. You know, if we want God's protection and success over what God is doing and building through us for his kingdom, let's do what God told jo uh, Joseph, Joshua, sorry, what God told Joshua to do. And it's so clear. And if we, if we turn to Joshua 1, verse seven to eight, and I'm just gonna read it because this just gives clear, clear understanding of what it means to be in the word of God. So um, God is speaking to Joshua and he says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which my servant, which I commanded my servant. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You know, this book is not to depart out of our mouths. We're to observe it. We're to read it. We're to get it right in us. It to be part of our lives is just so important. You know, we are Christ's body here on the earth 
Christ Jesus is the head. How he thinks is actually how we should think. And there's no other place we can find out how he thinks than in the word of God. You know, we know in Colossians 1 verse 18, it says, and he is the head of the church. He is the head of the body. And where's that thinking come from? The thinking comes in the head. So we need to look to Jesus, who is the head, to find out how we need to operate as the body of Christ. And it says again in, in Colossians 2 verse 6, it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. We need to walk in his ways every day of our life. You know, to protect what's being built, there are some things we need to do. And if we read Colossians 3 verse 12 to 17, we can see very clearly what God is saying to us, what Jesus is saying. And I want us to read this because this was the scripture actually that really made me think when I saw this. Yes, this is where I believe God wants to speak from tonight. So it's Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Therefore, as elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I just want to actually add something in there. That bit where it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In some ways, that's what we're doing on Zoom. You know, we're encouraging each other. We, we hear the word of God um, usually from Pastor Andy in the morning. And then we come back on Zoom after the meeting and we're talking through what we've heard. And we're praying for each other and we're encouraging each other. And, and this is all that we're meant to be doing. You know, so like I said, there are some things we need to do. So we can see clearly from verse 12, we need to put on some things. We need to clothe ourselves. We need to wear Jesus' example really well. And you know, I don't know about you, but I'm quite fussy with my clothes. Um, I wished I wasn't. I wish I could just wear any type of material there is out there, but I can't and it irritates me. And you know, there are certain clothes I will not buy because I don't like the material and it, and it, I just don't feel my best in it. There's certain colors that I know when I put on, I just feel, I don't feel right. I mean, it, there's probably lots of other people out there that feel the same. I hope so. So I'm, I'm not so weird after all. Um, but there are clothes that I can wear that I feel good in, clothes I like, and they help me feel my very best and be my very best. 
you know, um, when you've, if you've been out, I mean, for instance, we've got this allotment. I might have spoken about it. I think I did when I talked about Unity. We've got this allotment. So we've been working there. And this weekend, we're going to be working on the allotment. We're probably going to get quite grubby and muddy and everything else. And then we're going to come home. I'm not going to be walking around my house and leaving all those dirty clothes on for everything else to get dirty. It's like when I get in the house, I just want to get cleaned up. I want clean clothes on and I feel good. And it's the same with the body of Christ. We need to put those clean things on that Jesus has given us. You know, when we, we think of a policeman, we can instantly recognise a policeman because we, we know what his uniform is, we know what he wears, and you know, the, you could have 50 policemen in front of you, they're all policemen, they're all dressed exactly the same. But they all still have their own character. You see, we're to dress in the things of God. We're to put on those things of God. That doesn't change us. I mean, like we've got to all be robots and we're all acting in the same way. Because policemen, you, you look at those 50 policemen, you went up and you spoke to every single one of them. What they do as a job should all come exactly the same. The way they dress should all the same. Everybody walks by, they're all policemen. We know they're all policemen. But you talk to them individually and get to know them. They all have their own characters. But you know, it's the same with the body of Christ. We are all to dress in God's character, in God's beautiful clothes. So those outside the world recognise us for who we are. Because we're all speaking the same language. We are all we have, so to speak, our uniform on, if you know what I mean. We all still have our different characters. But God uses his fruit, his loveliness, his way, his, his, his putting on of those clothes of, of the word of God. He uses that through our character and it comes across in the beautiful ways that God has made each one of us. So let's all dress ourselves each day with those beautiful clothes of God. You know, here are some of them. We, we read them as we went through the, the scriptures. It's tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, and most importantly, love, which binds us together. Let peace rule your heart and be thankful. You know, like I said, when you've got a, you've, you've got a whole crowd of, of people, just say, um, uh, let me say, a football match. You've got a football match and you've got one policeman in the crowd. You would, you would be, if I, if I said to you, right, you've got to go and find the policeman. It might take you a while, but you would spot him instantly. Say, yep, there he is. We got him. We know where he is. Because we recognise that uniform. We want the world to recognise us. You know, we are like the salt of the earth. We should be that when people come in contact with us, they instantly recognise that's a Christian. There is something different about them. You know, they, they are just, they're, they're very loving people. They're, very, they, they're walking on all these streets. They won't know them. But when we're walking all these, they should recognise us. We should stand out from the crowd. And you know, when we're dwelling in all these things, when we're putting on the clothing of Christ Jesus, 
and we're walking in his ways. Our lives are protected, but then the body of Christ is protected. And what he's trying to do with us is protected. If we put on dirty clothes and, you know, those dirty clothes can come through sin and, and just different areas that we shouldn't be getting involved with. And we, we're dressing ourselves with those things. You know, people are going to look at us and think, I don't really want to go close to you because you're, your clothing is ugly. I don't want to come near you. I know when my sons were um, would work, when they lived at home and they're mechanics, so they'd come home and be oily and it's like, don't touch you because if I touch you, put my arm around you, whatever, say hi, I'm going to get oil on my clothes. So it's okay, get yourself cleaned up first and then, you know, we don't want to be wearing dirty clothes because we will not look attractive. For the world and we want to look attractive for the world and that attractiveness is the beautiful character of God Almighty. You know it also says let the word of God dwell in you richly. This word must dwell in us richly and why because actually it goes on to say let the word of God Christ dwell in you richly. Why? So that you can teach in each other, you can sing psalms to each other, sing hymns to each other, spiritual songs, and basically being just genuinely encouraging each other. But if you don't know what you're meant to be encouraging each other on, how can you encourage each other? But when we've got the Word of God, and we've got His Spirit living inside us, you know, Pastor Andy was talking about that this morning, and, you know, about having the Spirit of God living inside us. But when we've got His Spirit in us, and He's able to speak to us, through his word, and we'll know it's his word because we'd have put it in our hearts. And then we can give a word to someone and we can encourage them and we can help them. And so, you know, we need to dwell in Christ Jesus and in his word richly. And also, looking at verse 13, we can see that if we dwell in the word richly, if we put on those clothing of Christ, Verse 13 won't be so hard to do. And verse 13 is bearing with one another. You know, sometimes we all have to bear with each other. And it's not always easy. We're not always going to naturally get on with everybody. But actually it's thinking, well, I may not get on with you. Your character may be very different to mine. But actually I'm to bear with you and to love you anyway and celebrate your, your differentness. You know, if anyone has a complaint against another, as Christ forgave you, you also must do. We have no choice because Christ has said it here. As, as we have been forgiven, we must forgive. These are all clothing that we need to put on. We need to be walking in that because, you know, this is why in some ways this, this work could go very parallel to the one I did on unity because we need to be putting these things on to be protecting ourselves, be walking in the unity of God. Because where the unity of God is, their people, his people are able to do so much. Remember, unity and oneness helped build the walls of Jerusalem to protect all that was inside. Those walls, they were natural walls that were being built. And they were there to protect the city of Jerusalem and the people in there. And, you know, we have spiritual clothing that we must put on. And that clothing will then cause that protection around our own individual lives, but as, as a body of Christ. 
I love the bit where it says also, when it's listing all the different things that we should be putting on, it says a most important love which binds us together. Having that love for each other, it's not our own love. We can't naturally love each other because there are things that we may wind each other up. Um, you know, but actually, when you have the love of God inside you, it's easy because you just operate from his love. You think of all these things that we have put on, we've dressed ourselves in, and you think, well, part of that is loving. So we love each other and we keep going. You know, Galatians 3, 17, it says, being rooted and grounded in the love of God. When we are rooted and grounded in love for each other, there is a strength of unity that God said nothing would be impossible for us to do. And when I spoke, um, I think it was about three weeks ago on unity, I talked about the fact of um, where there was that oneness with um, Nehemiah and building the wall, but also with the Tower of Babel. We, we talked about that, the fact that actually God looked at it and said, nothing is going to be impossible for these people. Nothing they put their hand to do will be impossible. So you turn that around for good, for something that is for God's kingdom, and we're all operating in the love of God, then actually nothing that we put our hands to do that is for God will be withheld from us. And his protection, because we're walking in oneness, because we're walking in unity, will be absolutely around about us. I like to um, think of it as like a human chain. You know, if we imagine a great big circle and it's a human chain, so we're all linked arm in arm and nothing can get through unless we unlink. Now, we think about that, the strength of that, side by side with our brothers and sisters in Christ. But then just think, you linked arm with someone you're chatting away and you're doing your life, but you start to have a bit of an argument. You start to have a disagreement. It's not going to be long before you unlink your arm with them. And something, an example we use in the marriage course, and it's really true because me and Jeff have actually proved it. And that is you can be sitting together as a couple, a man and a wife sitting together on a sofa, and Jeff and myself did this, and we were sitting together, and um, we, we, I think we were holding hands at the time, and we were just chatting away about something. Then we got onto a subject that we started not to agree with. Well, first of all, the hand comes off. And to cut a long story short, it's not long before we were both sitting on the edge of the sofa. And it was so funny because this was a two-seater sofa, so it's not a big one. And, you know, have you have you ever, as a married couple, ever experienced this where, well, I'm going to sleep on the edge of the bed and you are, your, your husband or wife is sleeping on the edge of the bed because you don't want to touch each other because you annoy each other. But we laughed afterwards because as, so, as soon as, we always say on the marriage course, when you know, when you start letting go, when you start moving apart, you know... You've stepped beyond the point of love and now you're in aggravation, which is what we were. So we got back together. We had a good old laugh at it because we thought we'd teach us on the marriage course and we went and did it ourselves. And um, But we got it right quick. 
because it's important too. And you need to link back in to your brother or sister in Christ Jesus and say, no, come on, we may not necessarily agree. We're not always going to agree on everything. But because of the love of Christ Jesus in us, we're going to love each other through this. And we're going to fight for the main goal ahead of us. And that is building the kingdom of God and seeing many, many come to know him as their Lord and Saviour. So we can see why this is so important to walk in the things of God. You know, I'm going to revert back to Psalm 91 again. Psalm 91 verse 9, it says, Because you have made the Lord your refuge, even the most high dwelling, most high your dwelling place. Again, there you go, your dwelling place. And then it goes on to say in the rest of the, the psalm about God's protection. Even more, it said it right at the beginning of Psalm 91. Now it's part of the way through and it's again emphasising dwelling. This book must be such an important part of our life. It's got to be the thing that we turn to for everything in our lives. Everything. And, you know, when we're dwelling in this, when we're dwelling, because actually when you're dwelling in the word of God, you're actually dwelling with Jesus. You're actually dwelling and spending time with Jesus. Imagine that. Imagine, think about that. I can sit and, you know, I could just sit and read the word. Oh, I've read the word today. Or I can sit and read the word and think, I've just spent time with the son of God. I've just spent time reading his word. Because the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us, the Bible says. I mean, what a, what a privilege. You know, it says we may not have seen him, but we know what he's like through reading his word. So we know, again, that as we spend time in him, he, uh, he is our refuge. He is our protection. He is our safety. And it is so important to keep this book in our hearts and live by it and i just love this much me my last scripture i feel like the time's gone oh no it's not as much it's gone very quickly actually <laughs> psalm 91 again verse 14 to 16 the very last few verses and i absolutely love these few verses and actually i'm going to turn it i have written down but i'm going to turn to it because um i just think it's it's just beautiful and, and it says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will send him on high because he knows my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honour him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I love this because I love that first part because he has set his love upon me. Can you imagine God saying that about you? I know I think about it. What, what, what is God feeling when he knows that you are and I am setting my love upon him? I'm giving my all to him. I'm loving him. And it says, I was and set him on high because he knows my name. He knows the power in my name. He knows the power in my word. And then he goes on to say all those things that he will do for us. But when we come to him, and because 
we are setting our love upon him. You know, I think setting our love upon him isn't praying, just praying, praying about all the needs and praying about this and praying about that. And they're great things to do. Setting your love upon him is picking up the word of God, reading it, thinking about what you're reading, letting it sink into your heart, then spending time worshipping him. When you worship God, having your praise and your worship purely for him, not what he's done for us. See, I love it when I'm, I'm worshiping God. I try. This took me such a long time to keep getting to get into the practice of not focusing on myself when I'm worshiping. Oh, thank you, you've done this, Father God. Thank you, you've done that. No, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are mighty, God. Thank you that you are majestic. That you are all powerful. Thank you, God, that you are pure. You are wholesome in all you are. Thank you that you are light. That's worshiping. So I just can't get my words out. That's worshipping him and loving on him and saying, God, I love you so much. And you know, when we do that, his promise to us, you see, you can't outgive God. And when you give to God of your all, when you give him your worship, when you give him your love, he has promised that he will look after us. And what a blessing to worship him. I mean, it's a joy to worship him anyway. He's the God Almighty and, you know, he's done so much for us. But to know also that actually spending that time in his presence is what actually causes us to be kept safe and to be kept close in him. And if we are kept safe, the body of Christ is kept safe because it would be absolutely ridiculous for each of us in our individual homes and places to be kept safe and walking in love and doing all this and then that protection not to be there as we come together as a people. Of course it's going to be because if we're walking or walking right, it will be there as a body of Christ and it will be there as individuals. You know, I hope that tonight, you know, you've, you've, you've got something from this. I know it really blessed me as I was going through it and I and I really did have to think you know with this the lockdown and everything else and we can't see each other and and it, it's it's it can be so frustrating but actually when we just think we take hold of his word and we get our refreshment from his word we fill ourselves up with his word and and we live in it you know and we put on those things that God has told us to when when it feels a bit of a dull day we feel like we've had dull days like I don't know what haven't we but even in that, we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, when we're, we're feeling lonely, we know that he is our comforter. He is everything for us. You know, no matter what, he's our answer and he's our protector. And I encourage you, just, just put on those things of Christ Jesus. Look beautiful for Jesus and you will feel beautiful because there's a beautiful thing when you operate. I, you know, I don't know if you've ever done it when you've, you've given way, you've given way to the Holy Spirit and you've allowed him to work through your life where your own natural self wanted to go in and just have your say, but you didn't. You gave place to the Holy Spirit and he was able to move beautifully. There's a feeling inside that you can't compare, that you just know you've done it the right way. And God blesses us for that. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for my family, the body of Christ that I am part of. All my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray for every one of them 
that Lord as they get up in the morning just as they put their natural clothes on they will be putting their spiritual clothes on that father they know before they even go out the house Lord they wouldn't go out the house with no clothes on naturally we must not Lord mustn't go out the house without your spiritual clothes on us as well so father we're asking you to remind us remind us to make sure we're putting those things on and help us to wear them well Lord, your, your clothing doesn't irritate. Your clothing doesn't frustrate us and make us uncomfortable. Your clothing makes us feel beautiful, Lord, because you are beautiful. And I just pray that this week will be a week where your people will shine beautifully for you. And this world outside will see them and recognise that is a child of God. And they'll know it for the way they're dressed. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed, church. Be blessed walking in your new clothes. In Jesus' name.